Welcome in to Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis, and I hope all of you are having fantastic Mondays. It's the Labor Day edition of Outkick the Show, and I'm here with you every single time that I can be. I've worked on Labor Day for 15 years in a row, whatever it is. It's always opening weekend at college football, and we've got so much to discuss. Right off the top, you can pick $5 bet on any NFL team to win and if you are a new user that $5 bet will turn into $200. Let me repeat a $5 bet 40 to 1 payout on any NFL team to win all you have to do to get your bets in is go to fanduel.com slash clay that is fanduel.com slash clay one more time by the way if you're watching in Arizona you guys are now live this week fanduel.com slash clay Alright, first off the top here I want to thank everybody that I met in Knoxville and everybody that I met also in Charlotte awesome first week of the OutKick bus tour Right now I am doing six different shows One of them is a Fox Nation college football uh, behind the scenes tailgate show following me and everybody who's coming along on the road trip we're going to be at Fayetteville this weekend if you are going to be in Fayetteville, Arkansas for the Texas-Arkansas game we want you to come to our event we're going to be set up we'll be live from 9 to 11 on Fox uh, Big Noon kickoff and that should be a lot of fun in the gardens a great setup I'm told in uh, the Arkansas tailgating area Uh, and then next week We are going to be at the Alabama-Florida game also encourage you guys to come hang out there Uh, much fun to be had by all but I want to thank everybody who came out that we met in Knoxville and also in Charlotte just getting started on the road trip and looking forward to meeting a lot of you Also, you know I hate to brag or draw attention to myself but I always say hashtag respect the picks Blood Bank Guarantee hits we are 7-2 on picks we barely lost LSU-UCLA a lot of you also won that game uh, depending on what line you got the one I gave out we lost by a half point we're 7-2 on picks I've got the over in Ole Miss-Louisville tonight that's the over I believe it's 74.5 right now trying to get to 8-2 which would I believe be the best week of opening picks we've ever had We lost on the Clemson-Georgia over that one was obviously a disaster lost by a half point we've won everything else lost by a half point and UCLA-LSU have won Uh, everything else tough to go wrong when you are 7-2 on your picks right out of the gate but the most important thing I want to say here uh, is I want to give credit to people all over the country college football fans who came out and declared independence from COVID jump around did you see it in Wisconsin did you see the Friday fun uh, from Virginia Tech as they ran in to enter Sandman did you see the red, white and blue stadium red in the upper deck white in the middle blue in the bottom that was going on at Texas A&M all of it was perfectly fabulous all over the country Millions of college football fans said we are declaring independence from COVID fear. We're not going to live our lives in fear anymore. And this is significant. 
There are more COVID cases right now this Labor Day than there were last year at Labor Day. Did you know that in Virginia they said it wasn't safe to play high school football last year? Yet the stands were full and no one was wearing masks at Virginia Tech. In Wisconsin last September they told the Badgers and other Big Ten teams it's not safe for you to play college football at all yet everybody was filled up the stadium in Wisconsin and were jumping around as they were playing uh, as they were playing songs and an amazing atmosphere. All over the country Pac-12, SEC, ACC, Big Ten, Big 12 massive sold out stadiums millions of college football fans standing up and saying we've seen enough. And I believe based on what I saw myself in Knoxville and in Charlotte Georgia fans Clemson fans Tennessee fans everybody is ready to get back to normalcy. We're not going to allow COVID fear porn to triumph. We're not going to let the Corona Bros out there who cover sports media continue to argue that there is any basis whatsoever in shutting down sports. It's time to get back to normal. And I want to give a shout out to the millions of you who helped to make that normalcy popular uh, popular by getting back in those stadiums by throwing off your masks by high-fiving everyone white, black, Asian, Hispanic, gay, straight, male, female didn't matter who you were rooting for came together awesome tailgates fabulous experience I can't wait to spend the entire fall with all of you and I love college football I think it's the best sport and I'm not sure I've ever been more proud of college football fans than by what we have seen this opening weekend with everybody getting back to normal. And I also want to give a shout out. You know, we ended up in a couple of different fraternity houses at Tennessee as a part of our uh, as a part of our Fox Nation show that we're doing looking at the tailgate and the surrounding atmosphere of college football. And I thought what was so interesting is a lot of times there are banners hanging up on sheets where they insult opponents. In Knoxville and I saw this all over college football fraternity houses were acknowledging and honoring the 13 soldiers who died in Afghanistan. At Auburn they left 13 seats for them. All over the country people were honoring those soldiers and I think what we are seeing is a massive rebirth in people who are proud to be Americans. For the last five or six years as social media has become more popular it has ascended that negative aspect of America denigrating America deriding this country oftentimes aiding and abetting in the process countries that are far less free like China and Russia and others. And I think what you're seeing from a huge swath of the population is an overwhelming rejection and repudiation of the anti-American sentiment that has been embraced by the left wing of the Democratic Party. It's why Joe Biden's approval ratings according to NPR just hit 43% the lowest in generations for a Democratic president. It's why you are seeing I really do believe so much blowback against Biden and the left wing Democratic policies. Even the New York Times is writing about why Joe Biden is so unpopular. The truth of the matter is this you were lied to by media by big tech 
by everyone who told you your kids couldn't play sports, your kids couldn't go to school, you couldn't go to work, it was unsafe for you to live your life. That's simply not true. The data reflects that if you are over the age of 60, you should go get a vaccine and you should go ahead and get as many booster shots as you can even as this is going on. I think this is an important detail and data point here and I want to share it with you. Look at the survival rates. Almost no one is actually talking about this. Look at the actual survival rates from COVID from everybody out there who is getting COVID. These are people who actually get it. If you're between 0 and 19 years old 99.9973% survival rate. If you're between 20 and 29 99.986% survival rate. 30 and 39 99.969% survival rate. 40 and 49 99.918% survival rate. By the way, this is from Dr. Ioannidis and Axfers at Stanford uh, who have written a paper on this. 50 and 59 99.73% survival rate even between the ages of 60 and 69 you have a 99.41% survival rate. If you're under the age of 70 and you get this virus there's almost a 0% chance it is going to hurt you. That's pretty crazy. No one's talking about it but I think college football fans have finally seen the data and that's why the crowds were so awesome. Props to all of you no matter who you root for if you were in the stands God bless you for finally standing up and saying we're declaring independence from COVID fear we're not scared anymore we're going to go on with our lives and we're going to have an amazing time. I just want to ask you who would you rather be? Who do you think more accurately reflects the population at large? the number of COVID blue check brigade members who are trying to shut down fun or all of the massive millions of people who showed up in stadiums and lived the best version of their life by embracing and cheering on their favorite college football team. It's high time for people to stop treating Twitter like it's representative of real life. You can either believe your eyes and look at the millions of people who were excited to be back in college football stadiums or you can believe the shenanigans that they try to sell you on a day-to-day basis on Twitter in particular. I'll tell you who I'm going to believe. But thank you for everybody who came out. Thank you to Herschel Walker uh, and, uh, and everyone who watched the Big Noon Saturday interview that I did. Not surprisingly. I'm not surprised by this because I know most people in sports media are not very smart. I interviewed Herschel Walker for two different uh, shows. I did a Fox College Saturday interview that aired on Big Noon Saturday and it was focused entirely on Clemson versus Georgia and what Herschel Walker one of the greatest running backs of all time thought was likely to happen in the game and by the way Herschel predicted Georgia would win by 7. I also did an interview for Fox News which talked about who was going to win the game but also talked about Herschel Walker running for Senate. Not surprisingly people in sports media were too dumb to understand that we did two different interviews. One focused on the political side and also the sports side for Fox News which makes sense because they're a news station. 
one focused entirely on sports because guess what? It's a sports station. A sports show. And people couldn't even understand the difference between the two in sports media because most of them are absolute ignoramuses. There's a reason why I dominate in this industry and it's not just because I'm smart and have great hair it's because most people who uh, are also in this industry are dumb and have bad hair. And so as a result I just win Uh, but it was phenomenal. The bus is incredible if you haven't checked it out. We're coming to your city. You may see it on interstates and roads all over the country uh, from one week to the next. As I said we will be in Arkansas for Texas against Arkansas an early preview of what will become I believe a yearly SEC rivalry. As I said picks are on fire 7-2 straight up. Every Wednesday we'll have the picks up and I hope you guys will be able to make some money. I know that we had a lot of success. Uh, my picks went 6-0 and on Fox Bet Live which has never happened before for a weekend uh, so that was pretty outstanding. Let's talk about Clemson and Georgia here uh, for a sec. What do we learn? To me this game is going to loom wildly large when we look at the postseason playoff picture. Because I think if you look at Georgia they only have one top 25 regular season matchup left currently. That's Florida in the cocktail party on October 30th down in Jacksonville. Otherwise Georgia is playing a lot of teams that are not particularly skilled. Now the offense was not very good. Just a little bit over 250 yards. They couldn't run the ball. They didn't have any explosive downfield passing threat. Uh, The Clemson defense was really really good. The Georgia defense was better. So I think what's happened here is Georgia clearly now has the tie break over Clemson and it would be hard for Clemson to get in if Georgia finishes 12-1 or even 11-2 over the Georgia Bulldogs. All right? I think what Georgia did was they now have an eraser by which I mean if they went 12-0 and rolled into Atlanta undefeated they're in the playoff no matter what happens in the SEC championship game. For Clemson I think what you now want is one you got to get your offensive line fixed. Two (coughs) I think you need to hope that Georgia goes 13-0 that you finish 12-1 that you can argue you only lost by one touchdown. Remember the entire only defensive uh, the only touchdown scored in the game was defensive. Huge win for Kirby Smart though. Huge win for the Georgia Bulldogs. I believe right now we'll predict this every single week that your four playoff teams if I were predicting would be Alabama who we'll talk about in a minute Georgia uh, I think that uh, that I would go with Ohio State probably and then that fourth playoff team is going to be wide open. Could be Clemson could be Texas A&M uh, could be a second team in the Big Ten uh, could be Oklahoma or Texas although I didn't think Oklahoma looked very good could be UCLA USC Oregon uh, some uncertainty out of the uh, Pac-12 in general but Georgia 10-3 win with defenses dominating in a game that I almost guarantee you will be majorly discussed in uh, the uh, at the end of the year because again Clemson doesn't play right now another top 25 team all year. Uh, how about last night? Notre Dame on the road against Florida State and I thought we were going to have a Rudy-esque ending a movie-like ending when Mackenzie Milton came in with Florida State down double digits rallied them to a tie and then ultimately the kicker missed what should have been a relatively easy field goal and then Notre Dame banged it through to win 
35 in overtime. A lot of discussion about Brian Kelly uh, trying to make a joke like John McKay did back in the day uh, when he was asked about execution and uh, John McKay said he was in favor of it for his team. Uh, Brian Kelly tried to make the same joke. It fell flat. A lot of people hadn't heard that joke before. Uh, But much ado about nothing. Cancel culture I think is not going to be able to come after Brian Kelly who tried to have a joke. Some people said oh how could he make that joke given what happened at Notre Dame with the kids up in the uh, lifts uh, who ended up dying who were student managers at Notre Dame. That obviously is an awful story. But Brian Kelly was trying to make a joke and predictably a lot of people didn't understand the joke and because everybody gets offended by everything these days there were some people upset on Twitter. I don't think they were even the majority of Twitter and by and large I expect for this story to disappear. Uh, Brian Kelly not the best delivery of the joke but that obviously was trending in a major way and it helped to distract from what was an unbelievable game and helped to represent what is so great about college football. I thought FSU did a great job with the logo on the field of honoring Bobby Bowden and Notre Dame luck of the Irish finds a way to survive late in what was an epic game. I'm on the over. Lane Kiffin is not coaching tonight. A little bit nervous about that over because I think Lane's worth quite a few points on the sideline for Ole Miss. But I don't buy into the Ole Miss defense. I think that the Rebels will have some issues with Scott Satterfield and the Louisville offense. So I'm on the over 74.5 in that game. The Alabama Crimson Tide. New quarterback Bryce Young. They had six different guys drafted in the first round. Four wide receivers in the first round over the past two years and what happened? They didn't skip a beat. They absolutely dominated. I thought the saddest moment of the game for Miami was when they got the turnover chain and then they reviewed it and the turnover chain had to be put back into storage because they had actually not had the turnover. How about not celebrating when it's 27 to nothing though Miami and you get a turnover? Maybe the turnover chain only exists when it's a close game. I thought that kind of looked pathetic uh, to be celebrating. It's like doing a dance when you score a touchdown uh, and you're down several scores. Maybe look up at the scoreboard just hand the ball to the official try to get back in the game instead of celebrating in the midst of getting your ass kicked. But Miami uh, was not in the same class as Alabama. The Tide are a now substantial favorite I believe at fanduel.com slash clay you can get them at plus 190 overall to win the national championship. It looks like right now at least in September Alabama is a different team compared to the rest of college football uh, and we'll have our final outkick top 10 that I will discuss with you tomorrow. Uh, but again the Alabama Crimson Tide uh, look like Nick Saban's dynasty is strengthening instead of getting caught up to by everybody else. Bryce Young, the favorite to win the Heisman Trophy. Four touchdown passes over 300 yards. Credit to Nick Saban who I think deserves more credit for being willing to change in the middle of this dynasty. He now has had four, it looks like four straight NFL quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts is starting for the Eagles. Tua is starting for the Dolphins. And you got Mac Jones starting for the Patriots. Looks like Bryce Young is going to be the latest Alabama first round quarterback. Uh, Again, solid debut for him and for this Alabama team. De'Eric King was absolutely beaten down. The Miami offensive line was no match for uh, the Alabama uh, for the Alabama defensive front. Big 10. 
top 25 matchups. Penn State goes on the road and wins at Wisconsin. Uh, Iowa beats down Indiana. Uh, props to Penn State started off 0-5 last year has now won five games in a row in the Big Ten Wisconsin tough loss at home gave up the big play too much props by the way to the Ohio uh, to the Wisconsin crowd and how fantastic they looked Iowa absolutely dominant performance over Indiana and Tom Allen uh, credit to the Hawkeyes who now have a massive game against the Cyclones in the battle for the state of Iowa. How about the big win for Montana? East Tennessee goes in and beats Vandy. Montana FCS school goes on the road and beats Washington at Washington. And then you also had I believe was it Northern Illinois? I don't even think it was Northern Illinois. Whoever it was uh, one of the Illinois Eastern Illinois whichever Illinois I need to look that up and make sure I get it right. Because I want to give them credit for getting the win as opposed to looking, uh, uh, saying the wrong team here because I, uh, I blew it a little bit earlier. Let me see who actually ended up beating Georgia Tech. Uh, Georgia Tech losing in their home opener against, I was right, Northern Illinois takes down uh, Georgia Tech by one. Big win there for them. Those are all upsets. I know there were many that I wanted to give a shout out for. Finally, Uh, LSU-UCLA I said it was going to be the most intriguing game of the opening weekend because was LSU going to bounce back from that 5-7 season? Was UCLA in year 4 going to take the next step from 3-4 under Chip Kelly last year in the abbreviated COVID-shortened 2020? They had won against Hawaii already were they going to be able to dominate and win against LSU? You had Coach O walking in yelling at people in the sissy blue shirts and I gotta tell you UCLA dominated and they dominated in particular on the line of scrimmage. They ran the football dominantly against UCLA against UCLA did against LSU. LSU couldn't run the football. And I started this I remember writing it on November 1st of last year when LSU was sitting at 2-3. and three. I said you can make an argument that just as Gene Chizik had Cam Newton and went 14-0 and 0, pairing him with Gus Malzahn and then in the next two years the wheels came off of the Auburn Tigers and Gene Chizik ends up getting fired. You can make that same argument that that's what's going on at LSU right now. That you had Coach O paired with Joe Joe Burrow Joe Burrow and Cam Newton have in my opinion the two most transcendent quarterback seasons that I've ever seen Heisman Trophy winning they were on good teams teams that probably would have been 9-3 8-4 10-2 whatever they were with an average quarterback transcendent quarterback play took that Auburn team to 14-0 and this LSU team to 15-0 and so the question that I have for you guys Joe Brady stand in with Joe Burrow much like Gus Malzahn at the time was the perfect fit for Cam Newton. Both Malzahn and Brady are gone the next year. Offense declines. Overall performance collapses. Is that where Coach O is headed? Could he be like Gene Chizik 2.0? I think there's an argument for that. Started saying it last year. Now LSU's next several games are not particularly tough. The Bayou Bengals can still get things righted. They certainly are dealing with a massive amount of issues associated with the hurricane in Louisiana in general. By the way, I want to give LSU fans a shout out. 
it means more is definitely reflected in the fact that LSU had more fans at UCLA and the Rose Bowl even in the wake of Hurricane Ida than UCLA did. But my goodness, if I'm an LSU fan, Coach O is recruiting at a high level. But this team doesn't look anywhere near like they have solved the issues that bedeviled them last year when they went 5-5. Five and five. So I think there is a strong case to be made, potentially, that LSU and Coach O are Gene Chizik and Auburn 2.0 and that you have to be careful about what might come going forward with that program. Uh, in the meantime, I got to tell you right now, I work all the time. I got six different shows that I'm doing. Do you know that? Think about this. I've got the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. That's one. I've got Fox Bet Live, which by the way is going to be live in about 30 minutes on FS1. I've got the Fox Nation show that we are doing going around to all the different tailgates. It's going to be a three-hour long documentary released 45 minutes at a time all fall long. Got Fox News doing a variety of different shows. I'll just count Fox News overall. Probably doing seven or eight hits minimum a week for Fox News on a variety of different shows. Uh, We have got Outkick the Show which you are watching right now and I'm doing Big Noon Saturday as a part of the Fox pregame show every single Saturday. All of that is taking place every single week. Your boy's got six different shows going on and that doesn't even count the work that I'm spending. I wrote 4,000 words on college football week one. I encourage you to check it out right now at OutKick. doesn't even count the time I spend managing OutKick. You consider all these different jobs going on. A lot of work every single day. You know what happens? I got to have the best possible chair to sit in. And right now, that is the X chair. All right? Rest of you know, all of you do, that you've got to have the best possible performance every single day. And that's how I feel when I sit in the X chair. It is a fantastic chair just like a high-performance sports car can make you feel differently when you're behind the wheel. That's what the X chair does. It's the finest office chair in the world. It can give you a massage while you're working. It can cool you down or heat you up. It's the LMAX Massage Temperature Regulation which is exclusively designed and made for X chair. Plus, it also can give you the customized support in your lower back that is so necessary the longer time you are spending in your chair. Your back will feel better in this chair than anywhere else which is why you need to take my advice. Try the X chair for yourself risk-free 30 days. No risk. Once you realize how much better this chair is you'll never go back. I promise. And right now you can get your own version of this chair that I'm sitting in by going to xchairclay.com That's the letter X chair C-L-A-Y dot com for $100 off your first order. X chair 30-day guarantee of complete comfort. All you have to do is go to xchairclay.com One more time that's xchairclay.com Finally Encourage you to go download the podcast today for the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. We had Kirk Herbstreet and Alex Berenson on. Both of them were fantastic. We talked with Alex about the Ivermectin Rolling Stone story. If you haven't seen this uh, this is a story it's 100% false. Uh, There was a story written by Rolling Stone that said an Oklahoma hospital was unable to treat gunshot wound victims because so many people were coming in with issues from taking a ver- ivermectin. It's not true. 
It's 100% untrue. It is the definition of fake news. It was shared by Rachel Maddow, MSNBC. All of these different news organizations because they wanted to believe it was true. Well, wait a minute. Twitter is always labeling COVID stories that it considers to be factually inaccurate even though they're often not factually inaccurate such as everything that Alex Berenson promoted as, uh, as being disinformation. Yet they have allowed Rachel Maddow and others to share this 100% made-up story which Rolling Stone has now acknowledged is 100% inaccurate and they are pretending that it doesn't exist and they're not actually taking any action to, uh, to, to combat the fake news that has been virally circulate, circulating on their website. This to me is great evidence of big tech choosing narrative over facts. You can't allow tech companies to determine what debates we can have surrounding facts. It's very definition of the antithesis of science. It is a fundamental challenge to our First Amendment rights as a marketplace of ideas to allow to allow tech companies to censor discussions at the behest of governments. To me, that is a form of state action. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all of these big tech companies are failing when it comes to allowing us to have robust, uninhibited debate on the issues of the day, COVID or otherwise. Go read about this ivermectin story on OutKick. Check it out. You can also listen to me discuss it on the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show and you can hear our overall discussion on that issue and much more as it pertains uh, to Alex Berenson and the latest on COVID including why England isn't requiring kids to wear masks in schools and why they are not vaccinating kids. Facts matter. Real science matters. Data matters. That's why you need to be reading OutKick, following me on social media as long as I can be there and listening to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show every day. All right, I will be live a little bit early. Labor Day special edition of Fox Bet Live. We are on at 4.30 Eastern, 3.30 Central, 2.30 Mountain, 1.30 Pacific. That is still to come. I am Clay Travis, DBAP, unless you need to SBAP. This has been OutKick, the show.